Thank you, Vanessa. As we move into the next half hour of the show, 0457 736 736 is the text line number. Uh, Tim, hope you got out of that what you were asking for, the Mitch March Marsh speech um, from last night and also Ash Gardner's speech as well. I didn't catch those cricket awards last night. I was busy last night. So if you did, let me know what you thought about them. Um, one of our other topics this morning up for discussion in this Thrash It Out Thursday is around the golf format that I reckon is, is going to finally settle itself down. And I'll take you through the details in just a sec. But players or format, I reckon, is where it's going to end up in terms of what decision we have to make as viewers and fans of golf, which way we're going to go. Are we going to follow the players in this in terms of the traditional PGA, or are we going to go towards a format, which in my opinion is where Liv's going to end up as the team side of things. They're already there, but I think essentially when it all shakes out, Liv Golf will be the team's aspect, the BBL kind of aspect that'll hang off the the side or alongside the world of golf. So let me know your thoughts on that one. Rob Quiney's joined us on the line as we get back into some cricket talk. Morning, Rob. Morning, Waddy. How are you going? Yeah, good, mate. Now, listen, before we get into this, right, you, you're, you're an athlete, you're a lover of sport, you've, you cover all yep. sports. We're, we're posing this one this morning. Four of these greats of Australian sport are in the one pub, and this is because they've been filming an is ad. in a joke? No, no. <laughs> Well, the way that the telly's put it is good. They've said a Grand Slam winner, a Melbourne Cup winning jockey, a Socceroos legend and a UFC featherweight champ walk into a bar. And that's what they were doing in Bondi. So they've been... like an Irishman, Englishman joke. <laughs> 100%. But here's the punchline. Ash Barty, Damien Oliver, John Aloisi and Alexander Volkanovsky are in there. But let's say Rob Quiney needs to go in. He wants to go in and have a beer. And the doorman says, right, oh, you can go in, but it's your choice to get rid of one of them because he can only be a maximum of four. <laughs> who, who are Where you taking out of that four? Um, well, I think Ash would be the first one to stay, wouldn't she? Yeah. Uh, in, I think in Australian time, mine as well. She's a Tigers fan too. Um, yeah. Volkanovski, you wouldn't want to... Don't you mess with him. Mess with him. Nah. Um, Aloisi, I know someone who knows John as yeah. well, so I'm going to have to keep him and keep that. I'm gonna, and, and I'll probably back too many of Oliver's rides that haven't won, so... <laughs> I might, have to, I might have to say goodbye to Ollie. Okay. Um, uh, sorry, mate. Great. What a legend, but geez. See you later. Yeah, well, look, you don't feel too bad. We've already had a call this morning, and it is exactly from one of our listeners who said exactly the same reason. It's because basically <laughs> I lost money on him, so I'm going to kick him out. But I, I'm torn. We're <laughs> going to thrash it out in the studio, but I, I can tell you I'm torn as to who's going to end you can't, up. You can't decide, Waddy? Not yet. Not yet. I'm trying to be... <laughs> I'm trying to see. I love. You're on the fence, aren't you? I, I, I am. I'll, I'll come up with one. I reckon which way I'm leaning is Volkanovski. Oh Jesus! I know. I hope I'm, you can run fast. I'm I'm nuts, mate. I'm going to hide behind the bouncer as he walks out, <laughs> and I go. Actually, I'll say I'll say I'll say to the bouncer, "You go in and remove Volkanovski, and I'll go in that yep. side window there the as you're kicking him yeah. out." <laughs> I reckon that's where I'm going. Mate, Mitchell Marsh, I I tell you what, there wouldn't be too many people who'd want to kick Mitch Marsh out of a pub and go and have a beer with because he's that kind of bloke. One of the the great things I reckon, and we just played his speech there, is that a lot of times athletes are told to be themselves. We've got to just get back to how you love of the sport, why you got into it, be yourself. And I don't reckon there's a greater reflection at the moment of somebody in world in, in Australian sport in particular who's been allowed to be himself as a player and last night showed how much of himself he's prepared to put out there as well. 
it was an amazing speech, wasn't it? Um, I, I, I'm the same as you, mate. I didn't get to watch the awards, but I, I caught the um, the eight-minute speech um, post or at the end of the awards. And, um, you know, the it was like a culmination of, of like about 10 years or eight years um, build up. And, you know, he, he obviously referred early doors, I think it was about four or five years ago, about potentially being the, you know, the most hated Australian cricketer. Um, and and in terms of authenticity around the group, even when he was struggling for runs and there was a lot of pressure on him from a media to, to score runs or should be in the side, he, he was always that person that was still, you know, like having fun and, um, you know, being so empathetic to his teammates. And, that, and that's why he is so loved because he's been so consistent and authentic over that whole period. And I think, no, like everyone in that squad, whether it be the test squad, the one-day squad, the T20 squad, has absolutely adored that good thing to happen to someone like Mitch Marsh. Mm. Um, he's getting runs, and when he's bowling, he gets the odd wicket as well. Um, he's leading the T20 side now. Um, and, and one of the comments he made earlier, because I just, just turned it back on this morning to see the red carpet stuff for the great cricketer, and one of the things he said was six months ago, I wasn't sure about my my place in the team, and he goes, "Now I'm resting," you know, and and that's the the difference in probably mindset for him. So um, I'm a big believer, like I said before, good things to good people. He's turned it around. I guess now the challenge for him is is to go right. Oh, I've I've been acknowledged for what I've done on the field. Now I've got to keep the standard, which is going to be the hardest thing for him now. What do you reckon it also says to other players who? Come in and you've been around these systems and you know exactly what it's like where I guess there'd be a temptation, Rob, to come on in and be like everybody else. You know, you're going into an Australian scenario, for instance, and I'm trying to think of an emerging player who's going to come into the squad and you come in and you go... McSweeney. Yeah, okay. So say you're Nathan McSweeney, right? You've got that that out-and-out talent, um, no doubt about it, but you get into an Australian squad and you think, geez, I've got to be, I've got to prepare like they do. I've got to wake up like they do. I've got to act like they do. Whereas this is kind of saying, you know what, there's part of that, but the most important thing is to, is to stay solid to who you are, which is why you're here in the first place. Yeah, I spot on Whitey. And that's the feel of the group at the moment there. You know, personality does come into it as well, because I think, people play like their personality and if you look at Uzi at the top of the order right now he, he does his own thing mate he there's times where he he is he's constantly making runs and sometimes at a strike rate of 40 and 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 you know high 40s and, and maybe 50 um to get the job done where you know what we love about a Mitch Marsh and a Trav Head is they come out and, and they've taken it on for ball one but that's not for everyone either so so whatever McSweeney's done to this point um, to make runs, like you just stated, is to get in and, and do the same thing. If they if they're picking you for that reason, you, you know you don't need to change. And I guess you, you know what you noted before historically is that you go in as one batter, but you then you try and mould yourself to be someone who fits in with the team. Um, and and sometimes that that works is like because there's standards you want it, you want to adhere to the standards. But um, I think when you get into that system, you're encouraged to to be yourself, um, to embrace yourself still respect the process and the people but obviously to to know that you know you can come up here be yourself play like yourself and and when if it comes off you'll be celebrated what about the celebration around the belinda clark medalist last night as well in ash gardner i mean a, a little bit tighter in the votes when when you stack it up against what mitch, Mar- mitch marsh did in his voting polling but um ash holds out somebody like elise perry and annabelle sutherland i mean what a performer what an incredible performer and again the results tell the story here as much as the attitude does. 
Yeah, correct. And 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 the freedom her batting since you know the last four years has just been go out and take it on. And you know she's won games for Australia playing like that. She at the second Belinda Clark medal in three years. So there's some consistency as well. Um, and then and then I think the I think we when she first came on the scene it was all about her batting and her crash and bash. Her. She could clear the fence. She could go to run a ball. You know hot, you know a better strike rate at T20. But it, it's her bowling that is just. Like constantly taking wickets, so in India, and they had two other spinners there, and she was still taking wickets. She ended up being, you know, bowling the the bulk of the overs over there as well. So um, hats off to her for what she's doing and and how she's performing. Like you said, with so many incredible players around her. So um, yeah, she she seems like a bit of a linchpin there, batting at anywhere from four to six, and and bowling even opening the bowling at times. So. Yeah, she, she's capped off a, a really good three years, in my opinion. So we look ahead now, mate, to the ODI series against the West Indies, yep. the three-match series, MCG, SCG, and then Monica Oval. It's going to be very, a, a very different look for us. We're going to have to get used to new names, you know, on both sides here. What do both you think? Sides, yeah, yeah, what do you think we take out of this series? Uh, opportunity is the word that springs to mind. Different, like you just said, 100%. Opportunity for me for both sides. Um, the one thing that I reckon the West Indies might want to and hope that they can take into this one-day series is whatever momentum that they built or created at the Gabba in that final test. Um, hell of a last day's play, obviously on the wrong side of it for, for Australia, but the West Indies to come into that with just some sort of like pulse of momentum I think is really important. So many young kids, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot. We look at um, Shamar Joseph, right, and we think, how good is he going to be, you know, in test cricket for the next five, eight years? But unfortunately, with the system over there and within at the moment, he's more likely to get caught up in the, in the leagues around the world. Um, so we want those blokes playing for West Indies, whether it be test one days or whatever. Um, so, yeah, if we can keep them around, it'd be great. Opportunities from the Australian perspective, though, as well. You know, is, is there an opportunity for Josh Inglis to bat at the top of the order? Who's, you know, is he going to be the one that's replacing Dave Warner going forward? Cam Green, Matty Short's in there as well. Mm. Um, Jake Fraser-McGurk's in the squad. Xavier Bartlett, Will Sutherland. Like, th- these are names that we're, we're starting to get used to on Big Bash. Um, and now we're going to see them in Aussie colours and then see how they go against the West Indies. And, and I guess, you know, without disrespecting the West Indies side, it's a really good opportunity for guys to fill their boots as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. I'll be out at the SCG. Can't wait for it. Uh, and, of course, starts at the MCG and every ball right here on SEN. Good on you, Rob. Thanks for your time this morning. Have a great day. You too. Always good to chat to you, Whitey. You too. Rob Quiney joining us there. So he's taken out D. Oliver. <laughs> Ollie, you're out. And it's it's just a financial thing, <laughs> Damien. No hard feelings. Respect what you've done. But you've got to go out because I'm going in to have a beer with Ash Barty, John Aloisi and Alexander Volkanovsky because, and so many people are saying it, you want to be the one to kick out uh, Volkanovsky on that. GC says if he's worth his salt, then he shouldn't fire up when kicked out. Yeah, but what happens if he does? That's the problem. What, what happens if, he, if he's angry that you've kicked him out to get in? Matty, I'd have to kick out Ash Barty, says Todd from Orange, only because I have no interest in tennis and those other three would be great on the drink. Well, Ash didn't mind a beer. Doesn't mind a beer. Maybe a little bit different at the moment, but yep. Mate, lots of mums. Uh, yeah, okay. Get, kick out Oliver. This one from Kiwi Joe. I should have should have vetted it. Um, kick out Oliver. Yep. And your reasons are there. Thank you for that. Volk shouldn't be at the pub. He should be focusing on his next fight, which is a massive chance of losing, says Lionel. I'll let you tell him that.
it's all hypothetical, but they're at the pub all together to film a TV commercial. We don't know which. It was all sort of shrouded in mystery, this one, but it's given us a good talking point. Thrash it out Thursday, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. We'll take a, a, a deeper look at our other issue on Thrash It Out Thursday, which is the PGA Tour slash live slash Saudi Arabia investment, where all that's headed, because the American investment now has been locked in. Why and what does it mean for the future of golf and how we view it? I'll dig a bit deeper into that soon.